Hello, 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 hello. Welcome once again to the B Nation podcast. And yes, I said once again because like um, today is actually a day that normally we don't have an episode like of the B Nation podcast on Spotify, but it's a special episode just because like we are almost done with our second season. And I think like it's unbelievable that now I'm actually saying that like we are almost done with our second season because like when we started with the the B Nation podcast, we never thought that like we will be able to complete one, by the way. (laughs) So now that we are actually saying that we are closing uh, the second season and also we have ready a third season for you guys that is absolutely amazing fantastic so thank you so much for your support thank you so much for sending us like all the emails that you normally you do to the B Nation podcast providing feedback to the artists so today we decided to do uh, uh, the best of the second season so like like a recap you know like like a recap of like the best interviews that we managed to have during the second season of the b nation podcast so today we are going to uh rewind uh to the very first like episode of like the second season when theo uh, was here on the show so we're gonna hear like his interview and also as well, we're gonna hear like Lucky Iris that they're gonna be like tomorrow, like on the final episode. And also as well, we have I Know I Know, Georgia Maria, Blowing Card, and 8889. And also as well, you're gonna hear Ollie Davis and Ioness. So guys, like uh, what can I say? Like we have uh, a full episode here on the B Nation podcast to uh, remember like all the uh, fantastic interviews that we just managed to have here like during the second season. So my name is Miguel. I think like, um, you know, enjoy, uh, relax, and uh, hopefully that you can uh, enjoy this episode too. So we're gonna start with our uh, first guest. So um, Tio, uh, I think like um, it was like, um, a very special like guest uh, to to me and I was like a very special guest to everybody as well just because like um you know it was like an artist that like um he um managed to be requested uh, thousands of times on on the on the show and then um, I think like Theo like um as if you are hearing this I just want to say that thank you so much for um being able to um be part of like um of the b nation uh podcast uh, on the first like uh episode um you know we're gonna be playing more about your music we're gonna be playing more about your uh tracks like on the third season but let's hear when you know we were in lockdown and let's hear like how you were on the first uh episode so there we go so we have tio here tio how are you yeah i'm good thank you Nice um, to be on here. You, you're okay? Yeah, I'm doing really well. How are you um, enjoying, like, um, are you going to enjoy, like, this weekend? Like, um, um, what's your plans, like, what have you been doing today? Tell me. Uh, today I've been playing around with some music, really. Um, I'm going to record a new track, uh-huh. which hopefully will be released in, uh, later on this year. So, yeah, just been trying to do some music, really. All right. So, Spider-Light Lights, like, is it your debut single? Is that all right? Yeah, that's my first ever single already. All right, so tell us like um, the process. Tell us like um, how will um, 
when did you record that track? Like, what, what can you tell us to the audience about this track? Uh, yeah, this track was recorded uh, kind of in the midst of the whole lockdown situation. So I had um, my home set up, so I just had to uh, condense my uh, a little uh, eye track audio interface and just my Mac, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was quite quite challenging recording it with, oh, wow. with limited equipment. But no, it was really fun, actually. It makes you kind of try different things um, and try new stuff. Right, okay. So I think, like... Um... You also as well released a music video recently, like uh, like a few days ago, like a one week ago. Uh, where did you record the music video? Oh uh, yeah, I recorded the music video uh, near my house actually on uh, my daily walk, and um, then the bit at the night time I recorded uh, on the way back from the shops in Coventry, which is where I live. Okay. Oh, amazing Coventry! Like uh, you're originally from Coventry. It's like Coventry is like a really like a an amazing like city um tio like can you just like introduce like the song because we're gonna have a spot of our lives and we're gonna keep talking to you so like um just introduce the song to yourself yeah this is uh, spiral lights hope you enjoy it
fall asleep till the dawn My sanity put on like that he was like a guest on the uh, first episode of the Be Nation podcast uh, of, for this second season. I just want to say that like uh, Theo, like he uh, recently released like um, a new single that is called I'm the Lens. Um, you know, like um, we received like a few requests uh, to play that uh, track that probably you're going to hear like that track tomorrow. Uh, on the final episode of the the B Nation podcast, uh, on the final show, uh, I mean it's not final, I guess, because nothing is final in life, you know. But like, let's call it like that if you wanna understand like what I'm talking about. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we definitely we're gonna play that track, and now let's go all the way to episode three, uh, and actually like I'm gonna. Uh, you know like uh interview them tomorrow and they have like uh something very 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 cool to show us during the final episode and now i think like it's time to hear how amazing they are lucky iris this is a brand new single from taylor stylist and this is the song that we premiered here on the b nation podcast like now because you know like uh we like to uh, premiere songs from the artists that we discovered here. Taylor Stylist was actually like um, one of like um, um, special guests that we managed to have like here on the previous weeks. And now here on the B Nation podcast, we talked to you about them. We talked to, about, to you about Lucky Iris and we managed to have them here on the show. Uh, Jasper and Maif, welcome to the B Nation podcast. How are you guys? Hi, good, thank you. Yeah, we're good, thank you. Excited to talk to you today. Yeah, like, thank you so much for coming. Like, um, can I ask you, like, um, more about, obviously, you guys, like, um, 
everything about obviously from from Lucky Iris. I just want to like uh, know more about the EP because um, you guys like uh, recently um, released an EP. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it is. We released our new EP. Turns out we should have stayed at home. Yeah, exactly. So that's basically like what I want to ask you because like um, the EP was uh, released on on the 20, 25th of April. I think like it was the day. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, I just want to ask you about the title of the EP because, like, was it something that it was inspired about the, the, the actual situation that we are living right now? Or, like, how, how was the process of, like, making this EP? This EP? Um, well, it's funny, really, because we actually came up with the EP name last summer. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A concept EP based on a night out which doesn't go too well. Um, hence the turns out we should have stayed at home but it's uh, purely coincidental that it ended up coinciding with um, uh, the current pandemic but isn't actually a comment on that <laughs> yeah like uh, obviously I just had to ask you because like um, potentially like I thought about it but like I think like um, it's very like um, as I think it's a very common question that you probably you guys like have been asked before that like if that is something that like it was actually created like um Obviously, because of the actual situation, but I, the title, I just want to say that I love it. Uh, I think, like, it's very clever and I think it's very fantastic. I am a very big fan of t uh, long titles on, on, on records, on, 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 on albums and things like that. Because, like, um, do you know, I think, like, uh, it's, uh, it's great. So, um, let's talk about Get Ready With Me, which is, like, the track that like um, you also as well released like a remix like uh, recently that it was remixed by by you Jasper is that correct? Yes I remixed our first track of the EP um, it's a fun upbeat track where we wanted to uh, express things surrounding getting ready mainly over the YouTube sensation of getting ready and putting your makeup on um, okay. and then the remix uh I did to like expand the genres we kind of go through in the EP and have more of a dance club mix to it. Yeah. Basically, um, the first track, Get Ready With Me, is like the first part of the night out. So as Jasper was saying, it's kind of the uh, getting ready, putting on makeup, it kind of mm, alluring to this get ready with me thing on YouTube. However, it really kind of talks about I don't know, being yourself and kind of expressing yourself however you want that to be, irrespective of how people want you to look or want you to act, if that makes sense. I guess that is obviously a track that I speak, uh, talk about a little bit more, little bit more about being yourself, you know, and then, and one of the things that we love over here, which is the, that diversity, you know, in terms of like um, the music, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but like, um, I just want to like hear the track first. I'm gonna continue with the interview, guys. So is that okay if you can introduce and get ready with get ready with me, and then we can uh, continue to have a chat. So there we go. Yeah. Um, hi, we're Lucky Iris, and this is the first track of our debut EP. Get ready with me. She was young girl. British style girl Nice smile girl In need of validation from the world but We're 
girl that young girl at some point in our lives but do we really move past it or do we just suppress it out of podcast uh, we are um, having a chat with um, Lucky Iris that they're here on the show and uh, we are like um, obviously talking about the EP that it was released like a last um, month no actually like it was on the 25th of April that is called uh, turns out that we should have stay at home uh, so there are like four songs and actually on, on this EP and um, I just want to ask you guys like how was actually 
the process because like you uh, told me before that like um, you thought about this title obviously last year. So how long did it take you guys to to make this EP? Well, we thought about writing this last summer and then together we started actually putting pen to paper and started writing this in about October. And then we did a two month writing process and then had an exciting recording experience in Poland um, where we flew out and went to a studio with our producer, Tall Pine Studios, um, which we would really recommend recording at. It's such a brilliant studio. And then we did some mixing and mastering in January and then built up to our release in April. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Can I ask you just like, um, did you guys like um, knew like um, that straight away that the songs like um, that, like right now it's like on the EP, Get Ready With Me, uh, Take Five, Glitter, Glitter Vision, and I Fell Backwards. They were like the tracks like from the EP or did you manage to record like any other tracks that they weren't, that they, that they didn't make it and maybe like you guys are going to release in the future? Let me know like exactly like um, um, how many songs like Lucky Iris like right now, like they, you guys recorded? Well, we only recorded four at the time because basically we decided on the concept first. So we really wanted to tell a story with the EP. So we knew exactly um, what we wanted each track to say. However, we did have little um, little bits and hooks that we haven't used yet, which we want to get back to. Um, but the four tracks are the, the only ones we've recorded so far. However, we're really, really excited to hopefully get back into the studio as soon as possible because we want more music out there. <laughs> oh, that that is like uh, great. That's fantastic. So like, are we expecting like a new music from Lucky Iris like during this year? Yeah, hopefully this year. Um, as soon as it's um, safe enough for us to get back into the studio, we definitely will. And um, yeah, uh, follow our social medias to keep updated because we're definitely... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much like um, what everyone expects. I think like um, I think like um, the question is for me is it's obligated because you guys are releasing your debut EP in the middle of the whole situation that we are living at the moment and like we never managed to um you know after the, the release of the ep to obviously to see you guys live like um but let me ask you like um how is actually like um a, a gig from lucky iris like let me tell you like did you guys like rehearsals like let me tell you like what is like um like if you let me ask you that let me um change the question if i have to no, like Iris, like in three words, what they words that that would be? <laughs> the fitting us on the spot there. Um, uh, fun, um, intimate, and uh, unique. Oh, <laughs> actually, like uh, three very wise words, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me uh, let me ask you one question. Like, have you guys like performed these tracks before the, the actual release? Because like, we didn't manage to know like a little bit more of like your um, um, uh, any shows or anything that you guys done before. Because I listened to the actual EP and I have to say that is uh, fantastic. I really love like the the vibe that you guys obviously having. But I just want to know. Obviously, it's complicated right now because of the of the actual situation that we live in. But are you guys expecting like um, 
uh, anytime maybe like next year to do shows and, and presenting like the CEP. What was actually like the, the, the plan? Um, well, sadly, we had some gigs booked in, which um, got cancelled. But um, I think the plan is to probably next autumn or winter definitely start doing some gigs and we'll hopefully start touring because it's quite flexible being a pair and it's easy to get around the country. Yeah, it's a real shame because um, we actually haven't played a live gig as Lucky Iris. So the first thing anyone ever heard of us was um, our debut EP, which is a bit mad. Um, It's not how people usually go about it. Um, But I mean, we'd planned to hopefully tour this summer, but sadly, that's not going to happen um, and isn't happening. However, you know, like, I always think that like um, what is not like, let's say like normal, you know what I mean? It's actually the best. <laughs> yeah. you know what? Because like it's, um, I know that it's completely like um, difficult right now, like the situation that we're living in the industry, but I'm pretty sure that you guys like, um, you already managed to have some reception so far with, the, with this EP uh, on the media and that is fantastic. And you know, like um, you know, like that um, electroacoustic music that you guys do, and um, that is, um, I think that is fantastic. I think it's great. You know, like I am going to um, play another track of like uh, the EP, and that is a track that, like for me, like I like it, which is uh, I fell backwards. You know, and um, I think like. Um, I just want to like, um, if you guys can introduce this track and tell me a little bit more like what, how you got inspired about writing this this track. Um, so I Feel Backwards is the last track of the EP. Um, it's about the end of the night out. If you're looking at the concept, it's about uh, going home and reflecting on what's happened. And it's really um, a bit of a somber end to the EP. It's about being let down by somebody you care about and um, yeah, we hope you enjoy this. Guys, let me tell you something about Lucky Iris. Like, I am a, such a like a big fan of uh, this duo. And honestly, like, whoever feels passionate about music, you know, I think being a fan uh, is something that is fantastic. Lucky Iris, that they released like an EP during the lockdown. And, you know, like, one of the, like, uh, things that you hear during the interview is that, like, um, the title of, like, this, um, um, EP, it was actually related to, you know, like, um, to, to the actual, like, um, lockdown status, you know, um, and the lockdown, uh, sorry, and the EP, uh, is called, uh, turns out that we should have stay at home. Um, which is very convenient, you know, it's an EP that is actually out. Uh, what can I say about Get Ready With Me, which is a track that, like, um, I absolutely adore. Um, you know, like, I can't wait for the final episode tomorrow. And let's see, like, what they have, like, uh, um, what they prepare for us. And now, so let's continue, like, re, uh, you know, like, doing a recap of all the interviews that we managed to have uh, uh, on the second season of the B Nation podcast. And now we have to jump to episode five. I think it is. Yes, it's actually episode five. To find out more about I Know, I Know, that he was actually on the show and that we um, discovered more about screen, about videos and everything that uh, he was like planning for the rest of 2020. So this is our interview with I Know, I Know. 
like the pleasure to discover more about I know, I know. Uh, well, like um, behind this like a uh, name, uh, there is a guy which is called Tommy, and uh, we have like a here like on the show. Tommy, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Uh, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a really, really good pleasure um, because like we really like love like um, the singles that you uh, recently released. We're gonna talk today more about Scream, which was like released like last week. That's right. And but first, like um, tell us like a little bit more about about yourself. Like um, when did you decide to obviously to um, to start in there with um, I know I know. Tell us a little bit more about you. Like the okay, uh, yeah, sure. So, it's basically started as a, a studio project in maybe, like, yeah, like four years ago in 2016. Um, I have like been in bands like all my life really, and I kind of had um, a few years when I was younger of like touring as a session musician with uh, some different pop artists and loads of cool stuff so I was traveling a lot and then I was also in a band in London and doing my thing but uh, I was I didn't feel like totally fulfilled with what I was doing creatively with music you know so I basically took some time out and um, kind of moved in with my mum in Brighton and left London for a bit and for about a year and I just started writing songs and producing, making beats and just trying to make as much music as I as I could and um, yeah so I just kind of got together a body of work and I, I actually released a song in 2017 under like a different name um, called William, it's like my middle name uh, so I put out a song called Blindside and that kind of did pretty well just Literally, I made it in my bedroom and then uploaded it and it onto Spotify and all the rest of the online I mean, platform. It kind of got like half a, half a million yeah. streams, so it was yeah. really cool. Um, and uh, so since then, I kind of just I was still kind of developing. Really, that was pretty much the first song that I wrote and produced and did everything myself. So it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Um, so since, since since then, the last few years, I've just been really working hard and making as much music as I can. And I wasn't happy with the name because it's very hard to find on the internet. And I kind of did that on purpose at the time. But after thinking about it, I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I want people to be able to find my music. So so there, I know, I know, just that's a whole nother story of how that song came about and um, that, how that name came about. But um basically yeah and so this year I just started releasing music um, which feels great so so yeah I've, st I've still I've got loads more and I'm still working on a bunch of stuff but yeah so I've, I've put out two songs so far and the most recent one Scream came out on Friday so. oh yeah like uh, we're gonna play that song like um, later on but uh, I just want to ask you like about um, your your previous release because like um we um listened to like a couple of songs that you released i think it was on february 14 and then like you uh put it like passion fruit 
And yeah, probably videos. Like, tell us a little bit more, bit more about this uh, double release. Okay, yeah. So, Passion Fruit is um, it's a cover of a Drake song and from a few years ago. And uh, I basically had just been hanging out with a friend of mine in London in his garage, and he has some like instruments and stuff. And so we'd just been hanging out on a Sunday, and we ended up just doing a little cover. And we just, I just recorded it on my laptop in like an hour, and then it just kind of came out really good. And my friend was like, "You got to put this out." And I kind of thought it was a cool way to to just start the new, this new project instead of just coming out with a totally original song. And I don't know, it just felt it just kind of felt right. So yeah, I did that, and then about a month a month or so later, um. I released the first original song for the project, which is called Videos. And yeah, I, again, that was just a kind of beat that I made on my laptop, literally just with the laptop speakers, just messing around. Wow. Um, and it's kind of, I've had it, I had it for like over a year and it kind of developed into something else from where it started and it just, it's, it's not particularly, I don't think it's particularly like a single, it's kind of a slow burn and it doesn't quite take off, but I kind of, it just, something about it just felt right and and just to kind of introduce the project. And so that was the first original um, song that I released, yeah. And Amazing. So, um, Tommy, let's hear uh, videos, right? Let's introduce the, okay. the song yourself. Okay, this next song is called Videos by I Know, I Know, I Hope You Like.
I know, I know. Like, it's, um, well, Tommy was actually here on the show, like, on episode five. Um, I think, like, Tommy told us that, like, there is a new single coming out soon uh, during the time that we were doing the, uh, the, the podcast uh, and, and his interview. And hopefully he can release, like, this track, like, very, very soon. Just because, um, you know, like, um, it's going to be great to find out more about I Know I Know. And I think it's an artist to watch, in our opinion, you know. Then, after I Know I Know, uh, everything came back to, well, normal, I guess. And on episode six, like, we came back to the studio. Uh, we came back to the studio of the B Nation podcast. And, and well... What can I say that like it was uh, actually a glory to come back to our actual habitat and we had the lovely Georgia Maria on the show and I think like we just managed to find out why she is an artist to watch so this is her interview so there we go Georgia Maria like we are like discovering like the best new music from around the world and you know like we are inviting like uh, new artists like on, on the B Nation podcast and today we have the pleasure to have uh, Georgia Maria here with us on the studio. Hello Georgia. Hey thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, how are you, you right? Uh, very good, thank you yourself. Yeah we are we are very happy because like um, today is like the actually the first day that like we are back into into our studio here on, on the B Nation podcast. And it's a pleasure to have you here as a guest today. Thank you. And um, we're going to basically more like discover about your music because like uh, we found that like very interesting, like what you do. And uh, you already like released a couple of singles. And uh, the first one, I think it was like in December that we played like uh, a few weeks ago on, on the B Nation podcast that is called Musketeers. That's the one. And um, then recently, I think you um, um, released like song where it's called Red Handed Men. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, first of all, like, let's talk about uh, a little bit more, more about Musketeers. Like, uh, tell me a little bit more about the track, just because one of the things that I really, really, like, uh, I found that very curious is that, like, uh, the length of the track, which is a great thing. You know what I mean? The it's length great... of the track. Yeah, exactly. The duration oh. of the track. Because, like, like um, how, like, uh, was the composition, you know? Because normally, like... Um, um, you know, like for me, like um, the average normally artists that they normally release a track is like three minutes. But I think you did a fantastic track because I like the people that they risk. I like the people that the artists that they make like things completely different that they oh, get a, that they get a, out out of that the the, the the what is normal. You know, what is yeah. normal is amazing. What is not normal is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. What is not on that average? Tell us a little bit more about uh, Musketeers. Well, the length first of all uh, sort of came about because um, I wasn't uh, planning it as a single per se and that's still kind of it's a single sort of in in designation but it's not kind of quote-unquote a single with a big hooky chorus mm -hmm. it really was just it's it's my it was my strongest song at that point so it kind of felt like a natural choice for the first one that I put out there mm -hmm. uh, and it just happened to be the longest song I've written ever well not ever I used to write these seven minute ridiculous like sprawling epics but uh I, I've, I've slightly uh trimmed them down over the years <laughs> um but musketeers itself um it was uh it's yeah it's kind of a story song and a lot of my songs are uh just stories that i've made up you know like something i'll uh just kind of be musing on a theme and in this case it was the theme of betrayal you know it's just somebody sort of stabbing you in the back and okay. uh, creating a whole plot line around it wow right uh, i wrote the first verse and this is quite often what will happen mm -hmm. for me with the creative processes i'll write a lyric 
which for me was the first verse. You know, that was the first thing to come. I just wrote, orphan of reason, divorcee of sanity. It'll take more than your naked blade to make demands of me. Tortured us to see your force of nature waste away. We musketeers have only one another to betray. And I sort of looked at this and I, well, I thought to myself, where are you going with this? Wow. <laughs> where, where is this heading? So I really just uh, created the whole plot line from that verse and then put the music to that. I always do lyrics. How, how long did it take you to, to do the, the whole song? Uh, that one was not too long, actually. That one wasn't too troublesome. There were some kind of close modulations I was doing between the uh, uh, the verses and the uh, kind of the riff parts, mm -hmm. which uh, took me a little bit to figure out. But uh, yeah, it didn't take me too long. I finished it actually on, it was about this time last year that I was writing it, just like mid-July. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you you guys remember, there was this one day that was about 39 degrees. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, like last <laughs> And summer, a very right? yeah. underventilated <laughs> flat in uh, the heart of Camden Town, uh, quite small. And uh, I was, there was like no escape from this heat. And I was like, I gotta finish this song, man, but I can't do anything. It's, it's you know, I'm dying here. So I ended up just like holding up in my tiny little shower cubicle with my guitar and just like finished, figured out those changes and figured out those little sequences in the B section. It was like, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> it's done. And you so that was how finish. I finished it, in the shower. Right, so let's let's hear Masketeers. Like, uh, I would like to, if you can introduce the song to the, to the audience. Hi, my name is Georgia Maria and this is Musketeers.
Like one of the beautiful, the most beautiful things about uh, music is that, like, uh, and especially this show, is that like you can, um, you know, listen artists from different genres. You know, like I think you can listen from artists that they have been influenced by like so many different like people, uh, so many different like you know backgrounds, like, um, and that is the most beautiful thing about music. You know, like that you can. Um, you know that you can actually like uh, listen music that like um, that it's diverse. You know, like that that is come from different like you know like genres. You know, and Georgia Maria is one of like the best examples that I can I can give that to you as like how an artist can be different. And we're gonna like play uh, her music like here like so many times on the Nation podcast uh, because. We like her, you like her, so it's all a win, you know? Now, let's continue with, like, uh, more um, about this recap that we are doing for um, the B-Nation uh, podcast for this second season. 
And you know, on episode eight, we managed to, you know, like travel around the world. And we connected all the way from uh, to Los Angeles to talk about uh, their music and Blooding Car. They were on the show just because uh, you guys requested a lot about uh, Blooding Car because you wanted to find out more about them. So they were on episode eight, and this is uh, their interview. So there we go, Blooding Car episode eight. We have a lot of guests that they are coming every week to the B Nation podcast, but today it's very special because we have someone that currently, like right now, she is in LA, and her name is Robin, and then she is part of like um, a project that is called Blowing Car, and then I just want to say, uh, just want to say hi to her. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm so great, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm really, uh, it's bright and early on uh, 8.30 in the morning here in Los Angeles, and I'm super uh, happy to join you and your wonderful show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, which part of LA you are right now? To well, everyone? I'm going to be honest and say that I live in Beverly Hills, but when I say that, people always suddenly picture me driving around in a Bentley, um, and that's not the case, but that's where I live. Because I'm from Los Angeles, and the funny thing about Beverly Hills is that it's very central. Um, living in LA, you can get really, really annoyed by traffic. So one of the things that, one of the deals I made with myself when I moved back to Los Angeles was that I had to live central so I could drive as little as possible. Wow. And now with COVID, I don't go anywhere. So that's kind of an interesting Amazing, new amazing. Have you been in the UK before? I have, actually, I lived there for a little while. Many years ago, I worked at this terrible hotel And because uh, I was always in love, I was, I was a bit of an Anglophile, and I, so I lived in London for a little while after college. That was a dream to me. And um, I, I've been back a few times since then. I love London. I haven't traveled as much in the UK as I'd like to, but I do love Scotland, and I've been there a few times too. Oh, wow. Incredible. So, Blooding Card, like, I just want to say something before, like, um, start, like, with this amazing 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 like um project that like um that you guys have like uh because i think like uh, you know like when we played for the first time who's gonna love that girl like to be honest with you like i fell in love with the song i fell in love with the track and then that is pretty much the reason why i wanted to invite you today like to obviously to find out more about uh blowing car because as far as i know robin like uh the name it has been Uh, choosing for that movie, right? Is that correct? Well, my deal, and I just want to thank you so much for saying that. You have no idea what it means to me to hear you say that. You know, I um, music is like this dream to me that I never thought I could even think about trying to make music. I was always such a big music fan my whole life, but I had so much admiration for my heroes in music that it always felt to me like thinking that you could make music was kind of like saying you were as amazing as Kurt Cobain or someone like how dare you mm -hmm. and it's taken me a long time to find my way to this but now that I finally have you know it's just the most fun thing in the world and my before I started doing songwriting and then starting this project Blonde in Car I used to work in the film business and I worked on this one movie once where they threw me in as an extra in a scene. We didn't, we needed people. And so I played this girl in a car at a gas station and they put me in the credits as blonde in car because I didn't have any lines or anything. It was a pretty anonymous part, but I don't know why that always stuck with me. It felt like such an LA kind of name. And we started this project and the sound was kind of cool and kind of, 
retro modern. I don't know. It just felt like a match to me. So we took that name and that's the origin of the name Blonde in Car. Wow. Like I think like the the, the actual title like um is just actually like what like um the the aesthetics of the, the actual like uh, project because like what I like about um the the singles that you already like release like is the the the, the way that you um make the covers like that they, they make like a mash between between each other you know like um yeah like i think like that's great actually you know i think that's great is there any in particular reason why like um you know like um these colors like like did you choose it like like or or i really like um richly saturated colors and one of the things that i guess i felt that starting out You know, I don't really, I'm not that interested in a big cult of personality around me or Brendan. Like, I really, really want the music to be the thing. And it felt to me like if we could have a, just a pretty graphic with cool colors that represented the band and sort of started to cement the name of the project to people. Because it's it's a it's a name that it's sort of catchy once you hear it like 10 times. But mm -hmm. the first time you hear it, people go, what? So I wanted people to see that name, Blonde in Car, Blonde in Car, on all of the singles and kind of establish that for people so that they would start to have like a little bit of a home base for what this was and then i think actually we're going to do one more song with a uh, a new one that's coming out in august that i'm super excited about mm -hmm. um and then i think we're going to start deviating the album art, the, the cover art a little bit mm -hmm. but okay. i just love rich color i'm a bit of a psychedelic girl and you know it yeah. just feels That, you know, and the moodier ones, we're making in darker colors and the sort of more upbeat ones are a little bit warmer. And yeah, I, there's a wonderful um, graphic designer named John Cavaness, who's also a really good artist. He has a project called Easy Morning mm -hmm. that they just wrote their first song and he's been doing our graphics and he's a sweetheart. And uh, it, it, I'm so happy that it's working for you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think like, like they are like um, very cool graphics. So tell him that congratulations. Like, obviously he, he they, uh, he's doing an amazing job. And then um, who's going to love that girl? Like tell us, tell us a little bit more about that song. Like, um, When did basically you recorded the track and then like um, what I mean, what's the the story behind the song? Well, you know, we um, we wrote we did the song last September, and um, you know, my thing is that I I worked in film and then I. I just had this crisis of mojo where I didn't want to do it anymore and I felt like I'd never found my true love. I never felt like that was really what I was meant to do. And I didn't know what to do with myself and I cried and meditated and I finally just thought, you know, I'm going to take guitar lessons and I started learning guitar and I couldn't sleep because I was hearing songs and I thought, what's up with this? Like, what what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? And then I was driving in the car listening on Olympic Boulevard here in LA, listening to country radio, because I like country music sometimes. And I suddenly thought, oh my God, those people don't write their own songs. I can write songs for country artists. Oh, wow. And it was yeah. moment. I quit film the next day, took all my savings and started doing everything I could to learn how to write country songs. I did that for about a year and a half. And then I started writing, and one of the things in country music is they want you to co-write with people because that's always the best. You create a network of people that way and you write better songs. So I started writing a little bit with people in LA that were a little more in different genres. All right. And all of a sudden, uh, 
a former friend of mine from film, I had dinner with him and he said, what do you, so what do you even do all day? Like no one could ever, my film friends couldn't understand what I'd done with my life. Like why am I trying to write songs? Yeah. And I played him this one thing and he said, well, write me a song that could work for a trailer in a movie because I'm always looking for songs. Uh -huh. So I, are you kidding me? I'd love to do that because I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how I was ever really gonna, I'm not a Southern girl and I always felt like maybe it was a little bit of a mismatch for me to do country. So I started writing pop songs and very quickly they started getting on all of these TV shows and commercials and trailers and yeah. things. And um, I, then I started writing songs that were a little more personal and uh -huh. I just thought artists that I was working with, yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine giving those songs to them. So I had this writing session with Brendan and I sort of hit it up and I said, well, why don't we just try this thing? And I had this old melody on a on my phone from a million years ago, like when I was in Nashville, I wrote uh -huh. the melody to Love That Girl. And we just started writing it that day and we loved it so much. And that became that song. And once we were working on that one, we said, let's just do a song a month and let's be Blonding Car. And, and, and that was. And actually, let me tell you something as well. I think, like, uh, um, you know, like in making country music, I think, like, it's way. I mean,. I mean, for me, like that, that, that is a genre that I love as well because I think like it's a genre that is, you know, like you have to learn it, you know, like you have to learn it, you have to be dedicated. Then it, it shouldn't be easy, you know, like like to to do it, oh, right? Kidding. Country writing country songs is the hardest writing, yeah. and I now, you know, I write with artists uh, every, you know, until I started Blonde and Car, I never sang any of these songs. I always wrote for other artists. And I, you know, I've, I've gotten pretty good at it. Like I, we've, we've gotten a lot of placements. It's hard to do that. And we get a lot of stuff placed and I'm, you know, considered a good lyricist in country. I'm still like a B minus. I mean, seriously, that is the hardest, hardest, hardest. And my hat is so off to the great country music writers that it's, it's like yeah. another level. Yeah. You know, the rigor of every word, how good the melody is, how good the hook meaning the name of the song, everything about it is so tough. And I'm super glad, you know, even though um, I didn't end up wanting to do that, I'm so glad I started that way because it was like boot camp. Yeah. I mean, and I'm so glad as well that you, that you managed to, to, to do it like really well, Robin. Um, so let's hear, let's, let's hear who's going to love that girl. So um, introduce that to the audience. So here's our very first debut song by Blondin Carr, Who's Gonna Love That Girl. Gonna love 
Yes, episode eight was a really good one, uh, as you can feel. And, and if you remember that episode, Blowing Car, they talk about, uh, you know, like um, their music and about how their debut single, like it was actually having a really good reception on, on streaming services, especially on Spotify. And uh, we should uh, them all the best, just because they are really such a lovely people. I think that they deserve like like lo a lot of this like uh, reception that they are like having so far. And now let's hear like another interview that I can actually say that this was one of my favorite interviews. And I'm talking about the following episode. 8889 what a band guys like i think like they are like completely uh one to watch and i think like they are like uh someone that you just have to like um listen because like um it's one of the artists to watch in 2021 for sure uh 8889 like they were on on the studio like uh, not long ago and i just want to say something uh, guys that maybe you're gonna have a little surprise about 8889 uh, that we're gonna reveal uh tomorrow during the final episode of the b nation podcast uh so this is the the interview 8889 every week here on on the b nation podcast we have uh the pleasure to invite like um artists that they, we believe on them and of, of course like um you you guys like send us like emails um asking about them so today we have the pleasure to have here 80 day 89 hello guys how are you guys good how are you doing good, man. so we how have here uh jack and uh, michael 
except Jack and Michael. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was actually looking at the other way around. No, no, it's good, <laughs> yeah. it's good. It's good. Uh, that is all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guys, how are you? Good, good, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I can good. say that um, when I heard the man for the first time, I absolutely fell in love with the track. Yes. I think like um, you guys are unique, and I think like what like you just want to like express with your music, like it's fantastic. And then Chris and me, which is like the guy who we prepare like every week, like like the episodes with for the podcast, like we were like um, you know like um, let's invite them and let's see like um, you know like um, let's find out more about what you guys been up to you know and um, what you guys been doing like recently like with with your with your music so i think like my first question is like um I've, how do you guys like exactly like um and uh, decided to to um be on 88 89 uh well i think jack started writing songs um production wise and then he sent me some songs and i was like i think i can probably do some lyrics over this and that's how it kind of started for, okay. for us together and jack jack has always been a musician i, I wasn't always a musician mm -hmm. so jack wrote some songs and sent them to me and then we started throwing things back and forth like over the internet and then that's how that's how it kind of formed yeah awesome mm. and um what was interesting is I, I stopped making music for a really long time for like seven years or something and I didn't make any for ages and then when I met Michael it was it was about curiosity you know like what what would it what's it gonna sound like I had no idea what the music would be like because I only I'd only just met Michael at the time I hadn't made music in a really long time so I didn't know I had literally no idea what even genre it would be you know so it, we just we when we started it was super I mean, I don't want to say raw because it sounds cliche, but it was very, it was very um, natural. Um, it was just sort of like let's just make music and see what happens. Like we had no idea what genre we were going to make, we had no idea what instruments we were going to use, we had no idea what role each other was going to play, really. And it just sort of evolved. And that's that's the magic of music, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, fantastic. Um, and just let me ask you, because like for the. Um, people that they're hearing right now um, the podcast and they don't know anything about 88, 89 like um, what you can tell us like so far that like uh, about your music what they can find like when, when they listen to the man and, and the new track I mean the first two tracks are, I mean we, I mean it's quite positive you know it's like a, it's positive music it's not like uh, you know it's like uh, it's really easy to write sad songs but our, our songs are quite positive in, 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 a, in a sense of like our, our first two tracks are like wide open and the man and like the man is I think is it really like uh, it, it builds you up and I think wide open does as well so I think that's sort of our vibe at the moment mm -hmm. but I mean you know like writing sad songs is quite easy I think yeah I mean everyone right I mean writing sad songs but like uh, I think with with you know our first few tracks and I, and I think our next track as well hit me is again a, a, a song that sort of builds you up rather than sort of brings you down amazing I yeah. just want to say that as well that like um the the photos are, and actually like the artistic side that like uh, that you guys like do like is actually fantastic mm -hmm. like i think like 
that's absolutely a fantastic job. Oh, Jack does all the design. Wow. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very like impressive. Like, it's yeah, it's cool. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool. Thanks, Let's talk man. a little, little bit more about the man, like the the single. Like, um, when did you guys wrote that song? Mm, it was just before, probably around Jan. Was it like it was before we would when we were talking about make putting a live show together and we were mm. like let's do we were trying to put a live show together just before all this kicked off and we were like hey let's release an EP let's put a live maybe show it was together nine months ago yeah it was about maybe, then maybe about nine months so ago, it was yeah. and we were like let's just do one or two last songs and then we'll just focus on the live getting a live gig together and the last one of the last two songs that we did was the man and then mm-hmm. and then they were like so we were never going to release the man okay we literally just like threw it together as like a, a you know maybe an ep track or something but then and then our managers liked it and they were like we want to put this out as a first single so that's how the man sort of happened. well what they tend to do as well is we send them a song and they won't say anything <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and it will be like we'll have no idea if they think it's any good or not and then and then we'll think well i guess as soon as they haven't said anything it's no good but oh, well let's just focus on this and then all of a sudden they'll be like okay so the first single's going to be the man and we'll be like, <laughs> that's that's basically what happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great mm-hmm. and uh well it has been released like um a few months ago like a couple mm. of months ago right and um and already have like a really good reception yeah so far which is great i mean and for a first single it's yeah. like yeah it's, it's i mean it's, it's i mean we we're really happy with uh, everyone's you know response to it and stuff it's, it's really cool but, all right so let, yeah. let's hear it let, let's okay, uh, play sick. the man and um we can continue like um um with the chat later on right perfect thank you so this this is the man
uh, one of my favorite interviews so far. Now that I'm actually listening back again, um, I can actually say that this is, was like one of my favorite ones, guys. Like, um, they were genu genuine, they were funny, they were incredible, they were unique. 88, 89, remember tomorrow there is something special that the band has to uh, announce like here on the B Nation podcast. And now let's go to our last episode, like uh, the previous one to this one, which it was like episode 11. Um, XL, it was a fantastic episode for us uh, because we just managed to uh, connect to uh, and travel to Australia to talk about uh, INS. And think like INS that uh, currently right now they are in lockdown. Uh, I just want to say to Sarah and uh, Isaac that like um, once again thank you so much for like um, being on the show. Just because like uh, it's fantastic that you guys um, you know managed to uh, connect with us, um, especially on a situation like this. And I think like Drive is a is a is a tune for me. I think it's a fantastic song. And hopefully that they will be able to um, uh, be here again very soon. So this is the interview, INS. Today is a very special day on, on the B Nation podcast. Uh, we are having an XL episode and it's a pleasure right now to say hello to INS. How are you guys? Hi, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks Sarah. for having us. Um, well, actually, like, um, let me tell you, like, uh, that INS, they are in Australia right now at the moment. How, how are you guys? Well, let me introduce you to the to our audience, Sarah and Isaac, right? Yes. Yes. So, like, um, uh, I hear that you guys are actually in, in, in lockdown. Is that correct? Very much so. Very correct. And going a bit crazy. Yeah. How are you guys living, like, the, the whole thing? Yeah, it's look, it's it's going not too bad, and I guess it gives us time to work on our music. But at the moment, we're not we're only allowed to leave our house for about an hour a day to like either go do exercise or go you know shop for food. So we're not allowed to see each other at the moment. So that's why we're at two different locations right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, like. Um You know, like a thing that the, I mean, what can I say? You know, like the whole world is, is on a on a similar situation, I guess, right? But let's talk yes, about a little definitely. bit more, more about music right now. And um, so, uh, you guys like? Um, um, I just want to ask you one question: How do you guys meet uh, meet each other? Uh, yeah, to, to, the, to, the, to the audience, <laughs> to the audience, obviously that they don't know nothing about you guys. How do you start, like, obviously to make music? Like, how how is the beginning, basically? Well, for INS, we, um, we've known each other for, for years. We've always played the similar venues around Melbourne. And um, only recently, about last year, we did, decided to get together and write some music. And then it just it turned out really well. We started writing all these songs and we're like, oh, we, we write, we, you know, we complement each other oh. really well. Oh, amazing. And finish I each other's sentences a lot, you know. It just it just seemed to be a good jellying kind of thing. You know, when you run out of sort of things to write about, you can ask, you know, the other person and it kind of finishes the line or finishes the song. It's an amazing, amazing gift to have somebody else like that. That is incredible. Uh, by the way, I like, um, I love the cover of, of like the single, like of, uh, of Drive. Like, um, I love like the, um, the, the cover because like I'm a very like... <laughs> 
um, actual fan of like the basically the colors that you use for the cover, like because like I love the purple, I love everything, and I think oh, like you guys you. like like have like a very like a good chemistry like um, uh, with each each other. Tell me a little bit more about Drive. Um, when did you guys like wrote a song, and um, you know like how do you decide that 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 how do you decide that that's gonna be your debut single? Um, so we wrote the song, I think it was last year. Um, we we got together and we sort of, um, you know, did the recording thing after we obviously, you know, started writing together. And um, it took us a little bit of time to figure out um, what single we were going to release first because we actually had four songs recorded. Um, we probably attempted to release a couple of others first and um, sort of halfway through really pulling the trigger on both of them, we kind of changed our minds and then um, you finally made the decision to use Drive. Um, we just thought the, the songwriting in it and um, just the way it sort of morphed in and out of different genres was kind of a really interesting way to sort of um, show people what we could do and our, our, um, our sound. And it just sounds a little bit different to everyone else as well. Um, yeah, we just thought it'd be a good introduction anyway. Yeah, and actually, uh, I guess that the song is talk about like, um, do you know, like um, when sometimes, I mean, times that you say that, that they are difficult to express, right? Like, like are they are that about deep feelings. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. oh, you go, Sarah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's hard to know when the other person's talking. Um, yeah, no, so I feel like Drive was something that we wrote this song really quickly because I think we it was something that we felt pretty strongly about at the time. So it was kind of digging into those feelings of, um, you know, kind of questioning if you're on the right track as a musician, because, you know, we both have been doing our own thing with our music for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, sometimes you just get a bit stuck in a rut. And really that song was sort of taking us out of that. Mm -hmm. And in the end, that's what it did for us. And it kind of created yeah. something really awesome. Awesome, amazing. We're gonna hear like uh, drive in a second, but like um, I just wanna like um, know a little bit more about like um, do you know like um, the actually the the market that obviously like right now it's in there in Australia and obviously as well uh, uh parts like for example New Zealand, you know like um, how you guys like are finding like um, so far obviously this year you know 2020 like forget it you know but like <laughs> but like i would yeah. say i would say like do you think like the market like like they're like um in in that area is like um you know like a difficult for like a new new artist like because like uh let me tell you like here for example in the uk like you know like i really know like um pretty much like um you know like exactly like the competition that is strong competition that is out out here obviously also as well for example in america same thing but for example like what about australia so it's always something that like um i always like wanted to ask um how do you find that like um you obviously you always uh, to um put your music out there and how do you see the future of like the for for you guys to be honest, like we're still at the point where we're obviously not making a huge living from our original music. Um, I mean, the good parts about Australia is you can make a good living out of doing sort of corporate gigs, um, sort of weddings and all that kind of stuff. So in the sense of making money from music, it's I think it's very much possible and, and a good career. But when it comes to original music, it, it, it's actually pretty tricky. Um, you sort of got 
a gatekeeper called Triple J, which is the, um, it's like the new music Australian uh, sort of radio station and sort of controls sort of what gets put out in a big way to the public and stuff. So if you can impress those guys at Triple J, um, it's a big, big step into, you know, making money out of music. There's obviously different routes. Like if you wanted to, you know, go classical and all that kind of thing. But for mainstream sort of music that's up and coming in Australia, Triple J is the way to go. Um, and you, you know, you sort of got to impress them and it's a pathway to everything else. Really. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they sort of, I guess, the music that goes on there that controls the festival scene as well in Australia. So they run all the big all the big festivals that happen, a lot of the artists from Triple J end up playing at the festivals. So it's like, it's a big connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something. I think like, since like you guys like released a song, like um, that it hasn't even been like a, a couple of months, like I think it's like less than that. Um, do you guys have like a, like a positive recession so far? You know, I think like um, for the debut single, let me tell you, like it's always like very, hard to start and i and i I see it you know but like um honestly like at the moment like i i see that like um people likes the track and actually let me tell you like that we received like a few requests like here on the b nation podcast oh wow and actually people to try to uh wanted to obviously to play the song you know and actually like we play it twice like and in the last like few episodes and that's uh, the reason why you guys are here today uh to no way that's amazing it's that is so amazing yeah i mean i think like it was like um incredible obviously to try to find out more about uh you guys and then you isaac like mentioned like before but like um you know like this year it's been well a year just not to remember but like (laughs) but i just say i just want to ask you like um what is it exactly the future? Like you're releasing more music. Like, um, you, did you guys have plans for that second song like coming out? Yeah, yeah. definitely. La- last year we went into because when we re- went to the studio last year to record Drive, we also um, did a full EP as well. So that will be coming out later this year, and we've got our next single coming out really soon, mm-hmm. which we're super excited about. So um, yeah. we'll def- definitely let you guys know when that's coming out. Please. Oh, and a film <laughs> clip for Drive. Our film film clip for Drive will be out very very shortly. Um, just getting finished off, um, and we're pretty happy with it. Um, it's pretty embarrassing for me especially but um yeah it should be good amazing amazing so please like um would you guys release that second single like uh, let us know and we will be more than happy to to play the track here on on the b nation podcast so now that would be amazing i just want to say thank you so much sarak isaac and for uh being here today uh it's an absolutely pleasure and um i just want you if you guys can introduce uh drive uh to the audience so whenever you're ready hi why we are ines and this is our debut single drive thank you so much guys
looking for the light It goes by and I'm thinking to myself This is all there is, did you get your kids? I'm out of the mind I'm gonna set you free I'm gonna let you fly Actually, like, um, you know, like one of our last interviews, our last guest on the B Nation podcast. Now, let's hear the last interview that we just managed to have. Uh, and I think, like, uh, it's my favorite one so far as well. You know, I think, like, it's very difficult to, to find, like, a, an actual, like, favorite. Just because, like, all these artists are, like, um, they were on the show today. Um, they were, they are part of the family. They are part of like um, uh, the B Nation podcast. And I just want to say to all of them, if you are listening to the show, like, thank you. Because like your, um, you know, your uh, attention to this show, like it means a lot to us. And let's hear Oli Davis. He was on the show like on, on last week. So this is his interview. Today we are having uh, our XL episode on the B Nation podcast, and now, what can I say about now? I think like this guy that is uh, sitting like next to me uh, is someone that I've been like, um, uh, you know, like looking forward to to his interview just because like um, his music like uh, we play 
his single like uh, a lot of times here on the B Nation podcast. And it's a wonderful pleasure to receive today to Mr. Oli Davis. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Oli? Like, uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the support for you guys. It's really appreciated. I think like, uh, let me tell you something because like um, for whoever doesn't know who you are, you know, like I think like I need to explain why like um um you know like your music is quite special obviously just to us you know um this we are currently like finishing like the second season of the Venetian podcast that, that we have been like um doing the the show for like uh, i think like since like the start of the year you know and then on the first season like uh lavender it was the track that we just like uh play since like the very first week and uh, like um we have been playing the song for about I think almost like nearly like uh, every single episode <laughs> and then and because we just like um, got a lot of requests of your of your music which is great which is fantastic and that to me that obviously like um, I uh, remember that with you know like with the special attention with the special like um, uh, as I said to you before like a feeling and and I think like uh, that's great that you're here I mean I, I, actually it's fantastic that you're here so like Um, today I just want to like obviously like talk to you and uh, find out more about what you've been up to you know sure. and then so in 2017 uh, you just won like the Thunder Creative uh, Music Festival right? Yeah so that was my first kind of solo piece of music so I was I was singing in band stuff at school like as a teenager mm -hmm. uh, and I wrote my own stuff but I only had my parents to tell me if it was good or bad and I was kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I uh, sent up a video to Fender for the competition and they got back to me totally out of the blue and I won gave me a lovely instrument and stuck me on a big scary stage at a music festival wow how um, was the feeling when you won I guess I, I was I was pretty terrified but it was also like at that point the most exciting thing that I've ever done uh, before oh, yeah I can imagine I can imagine so Tell us a little bit more about your influences. You know, like I think like um, Stevie Wonder is one of like uh, yeah. your uh, influences yeah, so, so far. Stevie Wonder and that kind of funk soul was a real big early influence of me. So I, I got my start singing in funk bands at school. So funk was kind of, it's always been a genre that I love, especially and kind of pops out my own writing here and there. But it was where I found I love to sing. Like I love singing along to Stevie Wonder in the car when I was a kid, that kind of thing. It's an inspiration, right? Yeah. Like a total inspiration, I, I, totally, I totally understand. So, like, uh, now let's just like let's more talk about more about your music because um, you already like released like three singles. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. So, like, how many how many songs do you record so far? Tell us a little bit more about what you're up to. So, I've been recording a lot. I'm working on two or three tracks at the moment to finish putting together and release fairly soon all things uh, considered it's been a little bit tricky I moved recently so I had to rebuild my studio that kind of thing but I've been writing a lot I've been uh, working writing some top lines for other people's music for the first time recently which been really cool kind of looking at different genres that I've never worked with before especially like electronics like house mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's quite fun because it's someone else's project I feel a little bit less precious how does it how does it feel that you know like when you're just like being a songwriter like just like doing music for other people yeah it's it was weird at first because songwriting has always been really personal for me it's very much something that I, I, I did I for myself that, yeah. and then suddenly someone going oh can you do this but oh it needs to be about this and you need to use this key phrase or this theme or something at first I was kind of fighting the brief a bit but I've kind of started to hit my stride I think 
Yeah, I feel like uh, probably like songwriting, it has to be, as you say, like a, quite a lot of personal, right? Like, yeah. And it's kind of like a different feeling. Let's talk a little bit more about the Bender, sure. which is the track that like um, we play a lot here on, on the Beatation podcast. Like, um, tell us a little bit more about when did you wrote that song? I wrote that song um, during my second year of university. Mm-hmm. So I was studying English. Um, I broke my elbow and I wasn't able to play guitar for five, six months. Or rather, I medically wasn't supposed to be able to play guitar, but I did uh, bust a few stitches playing anyway, which was not the best idea, but I couldn't really stop. Um, I started writing that uh, and building up equipment in my bedroom so I could record stuff from home because I didn't have the budget to go to a studio myself at uh, the time. Uh, it really just started from I was playing around with a loop, which is how I write a lot of music. Okay. And I struck upon a chord sequence that I really liked. And then I went away and I wrote all of the lyrics and all the melody uh, with notation without singing it aloud. Because mm-hmm. once I've sung it, yeah. I'm attached to it, and then it's very hard to go back and change it. So I thought I'd try something new. Yeah. And then went back and put it together, and I was just really pleased with the uh, So, like, let me ask you one thing. Like, um,. Where did you get inspired? So, like, what is actually Lapenda talk like like about? Like, um, what's the secret, the story behind the song? Uh, it's interesting actually, because it's funny. I get a lot of people saying, "Oh, I like it because it's about this," or "I like it because it's about this," <laughs> and it's something I never even thought about. But I quite like that it becomes its own thing for different people. But it was definitely very personal for me when I was writing it. So. After not being able to play guitar, I hadn't been able to exercise, see my friends. I hadn't been able to play any shows for months, which was awful because it was kind of the only thing I really, really enjoyed doing. Yeah, I and I got pretty it. down and my doctors suggested trying some antidepressants and some anti-anxiety medication, which didn't super help me. Um, it did for a little while, but I then kind of found myself struggling to be on or off them, which is kind of an awkward yo-yo place to be. And it's not a great place to be mentally and so the song is uh, in part about trying to decide whether or not i want to uh, use those yeah like and um, you know what I, I completely understand you like and um, like um the meaning of the song and i think like one of the most beautiful things in music is that like people can relate to to, to lyrics yeah. you know which is fantastic should we hear the track sure uh so let's uh introduce yourself like the, the track to the audience so are you ready Alright everyone, I'm, I'm Ollie Davis and this is my second single, Lavender. Yes, so we heard like Lavender, like here on, on the B Nation podcast. It's a track that like, I mean, God knows how many times we play that track here. <laughs> That's appreciated. <laughs> which is like great, which is fantastic. You know, I think like, um, it's like uh, one of the tracks of like, that it's the part of the family now here. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about um, your actual like latest single, which is called Sweet Puffin Kisses. Yeah, sure. Um, just tell us a little bit more about um, the song, a little bit about the, the secrets behind that song. Yeah, so that's quite a sweet little one. I was I was pretty nervous about releasing that one, especially as a single following Lavender, because it's very different. It's uh, really simple. I mean, there are there's guitar, vocal, and a bass line. It's, it's as simple and stripped back as I can let myself um, do something. But no, so... Um, uh, during the early days of lockdown, I moved in with my uh, girlfriend for a couple of months before she's uh, German. She just moved back to Berlin. Um, but we were living together for about three months. Um, and it was really lovely. I was, I was a little young man. I was a little bit nervous about it, but it was it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. She even put up with me bashing out a loud noise on my guitar downstairs, that kind of thing. Uh, and we were enjoying the staying in, which is a, a motif. And I wanted to 
I wanted to reference everyone staying in, but I didn't want to go heavy-handed with it, being like, oh, this is a COVID-related song, because yeah. that ages it very quickly. Yeah, I know. Um, and so I started writing it when we were living together, and then I moved away when she moved back, uh, and I kind of put it together. And I wrote it in mind with building up loads and loads of extra parts, and I wrote and recorded all these fancy harmonies, that sort of thing, and it just felt kind of like unnecessary. Yeah, uh, unnecessary extras on it so I kind yeah. of stripped it back and I really like it. it's kind of it's got a simple slightly I guess retro vintage feel like it, it to me as a writing it I was keeping uh, Walking My Baby Back Home uh, the Mac and Cole version kind of running through my head in the background it's got that kind of wistful bounce yeah, to it I suppose back, right? yeah, yeah amazing so um, we're gonna have like um, sweet coffee kisses in a second but like uh, I think like the question is just like um now it's like how do you see yourself like um the future of the music industry like now well well the future of the music industry is quite a scary topic um at the moment yeah uh i keep getting offered shows and then getting a phone call later and the show is now cancelled that sort of thing so i mean i haven't done a live show in a while mm-hmm. um i've been taking the time to try and branch out my opportunities so more recording work remote mm-hmm. things I'd love to be back on stage as soon as possible and I'd love to put some more music out. Yeah. I'm fully um, independent at the moment. I'm managing myself. It's all scary, lots of emails, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But it's very exciting. I mean, it, now more than ever, an artist can essentially do everything they want to do without a big studio and a giant budget. I mean, a giant budget would be very nice. Yeah, um, of course. But, it, but it, it's a privilege to be able to put things straight out and contact people through social media yourself. Definitely. Yeah. I think, like, um, do you know, like, we live in, in, in an era where, like, um, I guess, that, like, um, not necessarily you have to go through the uh, same um, direction, you know what I mean? Yes. To, obviously, to to uh, try to make your own thing, you know, to make your own style. And I think that that's something that, like, I completely agree with you. So, like, in terms of music, like, um, so you're planning to record more music during the year? Yes, definitely. Okay, so any plans for, like, any more singles before the end of 2020? Hopefully. I'm working on a track in a kind of similar style to Lavender, but without ripping it off. I kind of want to capture the energy, but not just kind of repeat myself. Oh, that's it. Um, I found that that's just one of the tracks I've, I haven't even named it yet. It's just a bunch of numbers on my hard drive at the moment. Yeah. But I've been struggling with that track, trying to get it to fit the right vibes. I don't like writing sad music. I like, I don't mind writing about sad topics. Yeah. But there is enough <laughs> enough sad music out there. Exactly. Right? And I'd rather take something sad and at least give it a happy melody. <laughs> no, I'm completely, I completely agree with you. Any plans for the future? Maybe an EP next year? I'd like to. That's definitely been something I've. I mean, I keep planning. I've written several EPs that have never quite made it to release. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm waiting for the right time. I've got a really great connection with a smaller um, group of fans, and it's great. I have so many people messaging me, and I can still, at the point where I can contact people individually, mm-hmm. I know what the music means to them. Uh, it's really great to be able to speak to people on that kind of level. Yeah. Um, I'd love to expand to get more people to hear my music. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, and I think, like, um, um, I will invite to everyone who's listened to us to listen to this fantastic track that we're gonna hear right now, which is called Sweet Coffee Kisses. And uh, so, first of all, I just wanna say, Ali, thank you so much. Thank like, you so much. It means a lot to me that you're here today. And um, I thank you for uh, coming to, to the B Nation podcast. And then um, we hopefully, obviously, like see you again. Yes, yeah, sure. And you know, like this is like uh, your place. Like whenever you're like um, 
you want us to have like release like we are gonna be more than happy to put it here on on the show all right so uh now like um i would like you to introduce your latest single which is called sweet coffee kisses so whenever you're ready sure thing uh, this is my latest single sweet coffee kisses i really hope you guys enjoy thank you ollie that he was like on the show like um last week like uh on the b nation podcast with um uh, the xl episode one of our like uh favorite interviews like uh that we have to like recap on the second season of the of the show just because like we play lavender like uh thousands of thousands of times uh like on on the show and i think like um it was um obviously it was obvious that, that we had to play it as like one of the best interviews that we managed to have on this second season. Well, it's time to say goodbye. Like it's time to say goodbye on on this on the show. Uh, bye for now, by the way, because like tomorrow we are like having like a live episode on on thebnation.com. Uh, by the way, like uh, if you are listening this on on Spotify, I just wanna say that like this episode will also 
will be available episode 13 the final episode will be available uh, as soon as we finish like the episode um, uh, 13 on the Venation platform it's gonna be available on, on Spotify as always you know so like it's not that like we are changing like um, the, the game I think like we are just like doing something like which is like a little bit like different than usual uh, so um, I will just want to say that thank you guys for for listening to this episode so far my name is Miguel tomorrow we have the final episode 5 p.m don't miss it stay safe I speak tomorrow bye bye if you love new music make sure you catch the official B nation podcast every week Extra special guest hosts will drop the freshest songs, demos, and projects from the independent creators of the B Nation Network. And they'll dig even deeper with conversations with the artists, songwriters, and producers themselves. Look out for new episodes of the B Nation podcast every Friday, only on Spotify.